This episode of Behind the Glass Hunting is brought to you by Seek Outside. Anyone who has followed me over the last few years will know that I've used a Seek Outside backpack long before they were ever a sponsor of the show. I'm currently using the Fortress 4800 and it is killer. I've moved more game and other oddball loads in that backpack than I can remember. Seek Outside also makes some of the most badass shelters on the mountain. We are currently using the Silex, a single man trekking pole supported tent when solo or counting the answers, and a Simron with a wood stove when the weather is a bit cooler or hunting with a partner. My friends at Seek Outside are offering listeners of this podcast free shipping on all orders if you use the code BTGH. That's BTGH, as in behind the glass hunting. Head on over to seekoutside.com for your next backpack or shelter purchase. You can prepare for everything that you can control, but that's not very much. My goal was just to hunt as hard as I could, as long as I could, at all costs. Better ask it, man. <laughs> Speak for yourself. 28 and sunny, we're almost definitely going to have hikers on the trail, boys. I'm getting across that damn river, and I'm getting after those boats. Let's go. We're hunting. We're going after something. straight to the to the computer right yeah like before this yeah i was recording straight to like garage band oh yeah 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 that's right yeah huh yeah i don't know i'm too scared i'm too scared well like, i don't know i like i'm sure there's a million ways to do this this mm-hmm. is just the way that i'm doing it i don't know if it's right wrong or indifferent mm-hmm. yeah i've um I, I kind of tried to build as much redundancy into my setup as humanly possible. So, like, I have this recording locally and then on the computer and then on Riverside, right? Yeah, you got a lot going on. I'm just too scared. Like, that one we did with Snyder, I was like, oh, God. Because I did it, like, while we were out and about. And uh, I only had it on one place. It was like, phew. Just had my phone plugged into that 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 small recorder I run, right? Ah, uh, you'll be okay. Don't stress too much, man. It sounded it just really com- good, though. Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing it. What's left of it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I I I asked him. I was like, "Do you want me to uh, like kind of get rid of some swearing and stuff?" He's like, "No, nah, just leave it." I'm like, oh, "Okay, yeah." The dude's a beast, man. I said it to you the other day. Like, I envy you guys that are just like full send. Yeah, but uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm not swearing on the podcast, really. Like, I, I said shit a couple times the other day, and I was like, I don't know if I should have done that. Yeah, sometimes I get a little weird about it, but, like, sometimes it's just needed for, like, the inflection. Like, you need you need to throw a little uh, toss in an F-bomb here and there just to get your point across. Yeah, I mean, I always have my kids in the truck, and, like, I'm always listening to a podcast when I'm driving, you know, and then... I'm always, like, mm. find myself, like, turning the volume up and down, depending on who I'm listening to, right? Right. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, I don't do that. I don't do that. Yeah. No podcast anyway, in the let, truck. Let's uh, tell the people what they're here for. I don't know. What are they here for? We're trying to figure that out, right? Tyler and I are in love, and they're <laughs> going to get married. <laughs> that's a real problem. That's a real problem for me. Um... <laughs> All right, we're not getting married. Uh, well, I, guess, I guess we could go on like shared moose hunts and stuff then. There we go. There we go. Yeah. 
don't know. We don't want to swap cars, dude. Yeah, that's a thing. That's a thing that people do, right? I've heard a couple of them. Yeah, yeah, me too. So I think it's, what we're trying to figure out is kind of, do we follow my platform or do we follow your platform? And I kind of, you know, I've been a religious um, behind the glass subscriber since day one. And uh, I've never heard anybody uh, grill you at all. Yeah, no, okay, so two things. If you could describe my plat- my my pl- platform or method back to me, that'd be great because I'm not sure I actually have one. Um, <laughs> but I actually really like what you're doing. I like because you got the three questions at the start. I really like yeah. those. Um, and like I'm a little bit, I'm sort of hitting the hitting the wall a little bit on on um, podcasting lately. I've been going sort of back to back, trying to keep up with the frequency that you're doing. So uh, I'm, yeah, a, I'm happy I, to let you take the ropes. I'm a crazy person, though. That's the issue. Yeah, you are. <laughs> you are. You like well, the rest I of us, mean, though. We're just all nuts. Yeah. No, it's good. It's it's good. I uh, if I get on something though, and I start start going, we're we're playing for keeps. It's happening. Yeah, dude. Like, I mean, you've been. I've been talking to you about it, but somebody gave me a camera a year ago, and I just quit my job. So. Like, I'm playing for keeps here. <laughs> That's the way to do it. I love it. I love it. So, I mean, I know lots about you. Uh, I don't know how much everybody else knows about you. So, who are you? What do you do? And how did you get started hunting? Right. My name's Chris Prin. <laughs> yeah. My name's Chris Prin. I'm, uh, I'm actually your neighbor. I yeah. Live, we live in the same town. Podcast Central of British Columbia is uh, Chilliwack, BC. Crashing the game. We are. I mean, there's a lot of podcasts coming out till like this week. Yeah, what for 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 our like twelve listeners combined, and they might even be the same six dudes. Those people. Well, are I don't know if my mum's listening to yours yet, but my mum's definitely listening to mine. <laughs> so that's Perfect. one exclusive listener for sure. Um, nice. What do I do? What do I do? I'm. Uh, I. I've run. You just quit your job. A, yeah, I just quit my job. So I was thinking. So I'm. I'm a business owner. I own two businesses. Nice. Uh, one is called Just Power Electric, and that's an electrical contracting company that uh, I've recently started to keep food on the table for my family. And then second business is uh, Primal Adventures, and that's a business that I've had for about a year, and that covers uh, all of my outdoor pursuits. That covers uh, any instruction I do, any webinars any courses i teach uh any tours i run uh any photos i take any sponsorships i get all that sort of stuff so that's awesome i'm like a you're, you're I'm like a modern dream. day entrepreneur dude you're getting after it i'm trying i mean it's it's all it's all very fresh um that's who i am oh and, and then uh primal adventures obviously covers the podcast behind the glass hunting mm-hmm. which has um grand total of 12 listeners yeah, perfect. Um, so I know you started hunting in Australia. Yeah. And I have not heard an Australian hunting story yet, other than I think, like, I think on an early episode of your guys' podcast, you touched on, like, your first, like, your first whatever. I don't know what they have. Do they have deer there? Robux, oh, yeah. yeah we, got ton- like- we got a ton of deer down there. Um, yeah. Samba deer is the, the deer of choice, sort of where okay. I live. Um, 
everyone should go ahead and Google Sambadir right now. S-A-M-B-A-R. Real freaky looking sons of bitches, like alien looking deer, scary, uh, bigger than a mule deer, smaller than an elk, right in that size, but they're dark, real scary looking deer. Um, That's awesome. But they're exactly the same as blacktail. Oh, cool. So they're, they're impossible to see and kill. <laughs> That's not true. You killed a blacktail this year. Yeah, I did. I did. Um, yeah, they got those. They got, uh, they got chittle deer, which is an axis deer. Um, nice. We got fallow, hog deer, uh, red yep. deer, and am I missing anything? And a lot of those are invasive over there, right? Everything's invasive. Yeah, okay. Same as New Zealand, yep. right? Yeah, everything's invasive. So, um, like deer hunting in Australia. I mean, I'm, I've done more hunting in BC than I have in Australia, so I'm not the best guy to talk to about it. Um, yeah, I, I just kind of want to hear, like, the Chris Print origin story a little bit, you know? Oh, for sure, for sure. Like, how um, did you evolve to be the Chris Print YouTube hunter? <laughs> so that's a, sh- that's a shout out to your buddy that I don't know, but I get his videos like weekly, right? <laughs> yeah, no, that's the, uh, that's Eric. He's got to come on the podcast. He wants to come on and grill me. I'm too scared to let him. That dude's funny, man. Like yeah. you send me videos that he sends you and I- I'm like in the middle of nowhere and I'm trying not to laugh and like be noisy, you know? He, he sent me one the other day and it was him imitating me doing a podcast i'm gonna try and find it real quick but it's him pretending to be me interviewing um my buddy jeff agostino back there when on that when we did that goat one yeah um i can't remember what he said but anyway he's just he's playing up that i'm yeah he's just just having fun at my expense it's pretty good um all right how did i become the youtube hunter well i man like you and like everybody else we can't do anything half-assed at all. No. Um, so I was always throwing myself into things. Like when I was a kid, I was a, an Air Force cadet, and like that was really cool. Spent a lot of time outdoors with that. Camped my whole life with my family. Um, and then got to like young adult age, sort of little less outdoorsy stuff, and met my wife, or met my now wife, um, I got into some some other I got into some other sports. I was going to some fighting. I was doing some amateur fights for a while there. Um, and I, this was just and I, 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 there was a time when I thought that that might be a good career. Getting punched in the face would be a good <laughs> money maker. Yeah. Turns out it's not that good of a money maker because you actually get hurt. And then if you're not getting paid to fight and you've got to uh, got to show up to work on Monday, like you can't afford to be injured. So. That I saw that all went to the wayside, and I was just looking for something to fill fill the void. And uh, I'm pretty ashamed to admit this, but <laughs> that's probably like a one month period there where I actually turned to golf. Oh, gross! I know. I'm like so ashamed. <laughs> I'm so ashamed. Went to golf for a little bit there, and like I was absolutely terrible, and I was using my grandfather's old sticks, and couldn't couldn't even hit a ball. Uh. Um, and then, yeah, just started getting back into the outdoors, started picking up hiking again. Thank and, God. Um, yeah, thank God, yeah. Started getting back into hiking with the wife. Had never really thought about hunting, dude, to be honest. Like, really had never thought about it. Um, 
with my dad, we always used to do a lot of like four wheel driving, like big four. I guess in North America, you'd call it a, like overlanding trips. Yep. Okay. Like we'd spend, spend like a week in the bush, like driving through the desert and stuff cool. like that. Yeah. Um, was really good. And then we're coming back from one of these trips and I was with my best mate. Um, and we were heading back into town and leaving town was like just loaded land cruiser with a tinny behind loaded land cruiser with a tinny and they're all going and they're all wearing camo and like what on earth's going on like there's hundreds of these boats leaving town yeah and they're all duck hunters like we worked like must have been like duck opening weekend i don't know but they're all going out to hunt ducks and this just like like inception man put an idea in my head (laughs) me and my mate there baiting without really like without saying it we both like thought the same thing like that looks like we haven't even seen what they're doing, but I bet you it's fun. <laughs> and yeah. uh, we both like talked about it, like, "Hey, you think maybe we should like get our firearms license?" And which was a that was a big step, like coming home to my my folks and saying, um, "I think I'm going to get my firearms license." And they're like, "Well, what for?" And I I hadn't even admitted to them, I hadn't even admitted to myself that I wanted to hunt. So they're like, well, why do you want a firearms license? I'm like, I don't know. It'd just be cool to have it. Like maybe like shoot some guns. <laughs> but I know I, w- I want to go hunting. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we, so we got these firearms licenses and Baden's father-in-law was a big deer hunter. Like oh, he'd cool. be like the equivalent of, he'd be the equivalent of the, uh, like the guy that's been hunting stone sheep since oh, he yeah. was a teenager. Like he, yeah, he was yeah. the equivalent of that. Like he was telling us stories of like, helicoptering into like these mountain ranges and like shooting up a bunch of deer and then getting helicoptered out with them. <laughs> that's awesome. And like, we just, and like, yeah, that's when you're new to it, like that doesn't resonate. But thinking about it now, it's like, holy shit, like that's insane. So we learned a lot from him and, um, yeah, learned a lot from him, learned a lot from a lot of other people too. Um, got involved in all sorts of stuff, like some stuff I definitely wouldn't do today. Yeah. Um, like absolutely not. Like yeah, I'm thinking about now, I'm super ashamed of just like we were, we were playing with guns and mixing guns with alcohol. Like yeah, really yeah, yeah. dumb idiot stuff. Like yeah, young dumb guys, dumb stuff. Young guy stuff. Young guy idiot stuff. Like don't yeah. be an idiot, people. Don't be like me. <laughs> well, um, things have changed. Like since I'm then. so far, I'm so far removed from that right now. Like <laughs> that I that would never happen. Um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I ended up killing a. Killing one of those samba deer I was telling you about. Yep. With a uh, with a thirty thirty with iron sights. Um, nice. At like fifteen yards, like snuck down this creek and like was laying in this creek and just snuck right up on it and was was feeding towards me. Basically um, bow hunting. Basically bow hunting. Um, yeah, shot this thing and as like anybody that shot a deer for the first time, there's the, now a giant dead animal in front of you and you're scratching your head going whoa that's a lot bigger than a fish what am i gonna yeah well now what exactly now what um no headlamps no nothing um like cheap 20 dollar knife and i think a knife that i've made myself like (laughs) i don't know dude um awesome yeah so we just started cutting into this thing and we're using like we were taking turns holding the phone light over each other and playing like music to keep us like in the mo in the mood of cutting up this deer and <laughs> packed it packed it out of this ravine and uh, had no idea about butchering, had no idea about like aging meat, hanging meat, um, 
my mate's father-in-law stepped in a bit and like showed us like hey you guys need to hang this and he was checking on the meat for us and telling us when we should probably eat it and yeah. what we should do but yeah I mean it was like a hell of an experience but like the table fare wasn't all there but that was all totally on me yeah the, fr- the first and, one's uh, always a mess right yeah yeah it was uh then we were, I was hell on rabbits up there they're just yeah like really getting after the rabbits um yeah. and we hunted some we hunted some, uh, like we hunted a private property like four thousand acre private property oh, cool. and um if you're on a, if you're on private and the the landowner gets a permit you can hunt the kangaroos for them oh cool so we would get after the kangaroos too um and we'd eat those really enjoyed eating kangaroo like we ate a lot of kangaroo like store-bought kangaroo before I even got into hunting. So. Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah, I know, man. It's the Pretty most cool. Australian thing I've ever that, heard. I moved to the land of milk and honey. There you go. Is it? <laughs> yeah, we ate a lot of kangaroo back at home. I remember being a kid growing up in... um, <laughs> <laughs> Being a kid growing up in like the wet... Uh, so I'm, I'm from... I'm from... <laughs> I'm from the east coast of Australia. Yeah. But... uh. We, we spent like four or five years on the West Coast. Okay. Um, and uh, I, I must have been in high school or something. And there was a, like an, an, an Indigenous Appreciation Day or something something like that. You know, a Indigenous Recognition kind of day. And they did it every year at school and it was great. And they'd get like, um, you know, like the elders to come in and they'd teach us stuff about like the, the local tribes and whatnot. But they'd, uh, they'd always bring in kangaroo tail. And cook it over the fire, and oh, I remember nice. they just throw it. They like fur on. They just throw it on the coals and like let it cook inside the fur. And I remember that like as a kid eating that, and it was like, yeah, you know, it was like eating ribs or wings. You know, like you just like get. Oh, it was obviously not as tender as ribs or wings, but you were just getting in there like <laughs> bone meat everywhere. Um, I always remember that, and just thought that was super cool. Right on. So so, so then like you so, things, so, yeah. so then you moved to Canada. The land of milk and honey, and just yeah, went balls to the walls. Um, right out of the gate, showed up in. Well, when you come from uh, when you come from another country, there's a six month or a twelve month waiting period before you can yeah. hunt big game. Yeah, you have to become a resident, right? Yeah, yeah, you've got to be. Uh, I'd have to reread the rule, but I think it was something to the effect: if you have to be in Canada for the greater portion of the 12 months prior to that date or something like that. Got it. Cool. For some reason, six months is jumping out at me. I think I had to wait six months. Nice. Maybe it was a year. I, it doesn't matter. Whatever it was. Anyway, I got my pal as soon as I got here, bought a rifle, started shooting. Cool. Um, and then like the people I was around, like the, the company I was working for, they're like, yeah, this guy seems to like hunting. Um, and we'd talk about hunting and, but like I wasn't hunting cause I wasn't allowed. Yeah. And then, uh, as soon as that day like came came and went that I was allowed to buy my own tags. That's right. No, that's what I did. I roped my wife into it too. I'm like, all right, we're going hunting, right? So she was buying tags and like I'm like propping her up. I'm like, you're gonna shoot whatever. Like if we go hunting, you're like you have to shoot this thing. But I just want to be hunting so bad. <laughs> Thankfully, we never saw anything because she would have killed me. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, so I spent like that first. That waiting period, just like scout my ass off, learning areas, couldn't hunt, but I was getting out there and doing everything. Um, and yeah, as soon as that day came and went, everyone was kind of just like 
holy shit, like this guy really, really likes hunting because I was just like gone. Like I was a ghost. I was yeah. every weekend, yeah. every day after work. So that was really cool, man. And then, um, yeah, I had a couple of really good years. And Nice. So why don't uh, we skip right to your first big game kill in Canada? Because that was probably a bit of a departure from the stuff in Australia, right? Yeah, man. It was like... Uh, it was pretty pretty crazy. It my first big game kill in Canada was a black bear. And, nice. Uh, we don't we don't have bears in um in Australia, so and I had not seen a bear at not that close anyway. Like I'd seen them like on the highway, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um so I was hunting with a mate of mine. Um and yeah, we were sort of and it was an area he'd hunt hunted before. Um we're hiking in, and there was sort of those. It was it's a it was a pri- private property deal, um, mm-hmm. but basically, yeah, there was sort of two ways we could go, and he was going to go one way, and I went the other way. And like I, still at this point, I'm like, I've got no idea what what's really going on. I, ne- yeah. I haven't hunted any North American animals. I was kind of thinking that we'd be hunting together and we'd be going through the steps together, but <laughs> it's fine. It, it it worked out. We um parted ways and. Uh, I think I got on like a bit of a must have been a cattle trail or something because you know it was pretty pretty beat and there was there was grazing in the area. Yeah. And uh, just sort of doing what I'd done back in Australia for the samba deer and that like essentially just still hunting. I was just still hunting first thing in the morning. I was still hunting along and I was cold. I remember being freezing cold. And you know those stupid thumb loops on the uh, inside of your shirt. Yeah. Like the ones that clip, yeah, you get so the sleeve doesn't pull up. I put those on and then I put gloves on as well because I was super cold. Like, I still get cold <laughs> just being Australian in Canada. Oh, dude, I, you're talking to a guy that's always frozen. Like, yeah? We, we've actually never hunted together, which is weird because we, we, we talk like a ton and through season yeah. and, and we've helped each other in spots that we both hunt. Um, but I'm like, the we've dude, both been on the same mountain at the same time, though. That's true. That is true. Um, but, uh, I, I'm like the kind of guy that brings a puffy and has a second puffy. <laughs> yeah. I'm right there with you. I did that. <laughs> I was out this weekend taking some pictures in Squamish and, uh, these guys are laughing at me cause I'm putting like long johns on, jeans on, oh, waders yeah. on, two, pu- a hoodie, two puffies and then a rain- raincoat and they're like, what on earth? I'm like, guys, I'm freezing. <laughs> when we Freezing. were and these guys th- these guys are getting in the water and I'm still cold when we were packing for our um, archery elk trip last year Ch- me and Chad were talking gear and we were kind of going over our lists and he's like why are you bringing all that heavy base layer I'm like because I always wear it like whatever I, I don't know what it is like that 240 merino the heaviest stuff oh, you yeah. can get. it's like way too warm for whatever but it's like September 1st and I'm wearing base layer <laughs> like yeah, I freeze, man. Yeah, dude. Especially glassing. And then, like, I don't know about you, dude, but I'm, like, I'm buck fever city. Like, I'm the worst. And then, like, combine, like you always see stuff first thing in the morning when you're waiting for the sun to come up. So you're cold, and then you get the buck fever shakes. Dude, I am absolutely tits on a bull. I'm useless. <laughs> I can't glass. I can't do anything. And, like, it's funny, man. Like, Nick and Devin and stuff, they'll be like, dude, are you all right? Like, and they're, they're used to it now. They're like, oh, yeah, Chris is... Chris is useless for the next ten minutes till he gets this under control. <laughs> nice. I don't. I don't get get too bad of 
of nerves with anything other than blacktail. It seems like blacktail are sort of my uh, my arch nemesis when it comes to nerves. You know, those those are the ones that can uh, get me into the weeds quickly. <laughs> like I told the story on my podcast about pulling my bow back out of blacktail, and I like shoot that bow, you know, hundred times a day. Like I can shoot continuously. And I just, like, couldn't get this thing back. I just had such bad This is your compound? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it was bad. And, uh, yeah, no, I think Blacktail do it for me. But other than that, I'm pretty pretty even keel. But, no, I get it, man. It's always, it's not, I mean, it's not every time, but it's always sort of like the first good animal of a trip. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And even if it's, like, a kilometer or two kilometers away, it's like, oh, shit. (laughs) Here we go. Yeah, I get fired up. I get pretty fired up pretty quick. Yeah, you're, you're a passionate guy. That's good. Okay, so you're cruising through private land on a, on a broken Cru- cruise, trail there. Cruising through private land, hands in gloves with those stupid thumb socks on. Yeah. The thumb loops on. And um, and I've got this, uh, like, I've got a .30-06, this rifle I've just bought. Um, and I'm sort of, I think I was walking along a fence line but at the bottom of a hill. So I was looking uphill and I remember just looking up the hill and it must've like been a bit of a rise. And I just saw this brown nose like up in the air looking up <laughs> and I'm like, and it was just like so foreign. I'm like, and it's like 15 yards away, but all I can, but just over the rise of the hill, I can just see the nose. I'm like, what on earth is that? I'm like, that's weird. <laughs> and then I'm like, holy shit, it's a bear. And like, I'm not thinking, hunt right now i'm thinking run because I'm, <laughs> awesome. I'm scared of poop running down both legs yeah so i so i hide behind the tree i'm next to i'm 15 yards from this bear and the bear's nose is up in the air smell now i realize smelling for me yeah and i remember being behind that tree trying to get those gloves and those thumb loops off going you idiot you idiot what are you doing like friggin thumb loops like with your child be a man and i'm like so i'm behind this tree and i'm like like you can imagine in a movie, I'm like holding the rifle up like to my face and to my, like I'm holding on my chest. I'm like got my, my head against the stock and I'm like, oh, oh God, like get it together, get it together, get it together. <laughs> and like, it's probably like, I don't know, probably 10 seconds, but you know, it felt like a minute. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. okay, get it, get it together, get it together. Like you've got a bear tag. This is what you're doing here. Like, this is why, this is it. Like, this is what we're here for. Like, get it together. So I like, Rack, rack around behind the tree and I step out from behind the tree like I've got just enough confidence together like that I can compose myself and the yeah. friggin bear is now standing up on its rear legs 15 yards away from me uphill looking down at me and I'm just like so he also looks Hol-. huge because of perspective yeah I'm just like holy <laughs> shit like I'm not cut out for this. I shouldn't be doing this. I have no business doing this. I don't want to be here. Mom. And and the bear runs off. Oh, okay. And I'm like, oh God. Thank God. Like, like that's the best thing that that's the best thing that could have happened right now. Like, that bear had no business being here. I have no business being here. But I've only been gone like twenty minutes. So I'm like, I can't walk back to camp now. Like I've been big dick swinging like how much I love hunting and I can't walk back to camp after that. So I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to have to follow up. I got to follow this bear. And just, and so I walked up that 15 yards 
to where the bear stood and just standing where that bear was a few moments ago, I remember even that was a powerful moment. I'm like, what am I, like, this is insane. What am I doing? And then I look down at the ground, I can see like scuffs in the leaves and all right, the bear went this way. Then I get to another like, get to like a bit of an intersection, I guess you'd call it. Like the bear could have gone one of three ways. And I'm like, oh, good, I'll never find it. Like I'll keep, keep walking, but maybe it's gone and I'll be able to hunt a deer. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> this is so this is actually pretty cool retelling this story man because I haven't thought about this in years years um I uh I'm like alright well I'll just pick the uh the middle the middle route to chase up this bear there's no way it actually went this way and I'm like as soon as I start walking more like stuffed up leaves I'm like oh yeah the bear definitely went this way yeah <laughs> <laughs> and that's it but now I'm like now I'm moving again and like I'm warm and I've got some confidence back. I'm like, all right, I can probably do this. Keep, keep an eye out. And I come up, to, I come up over another little rise and I, looked, and I look down, there's a tree and I can see the bear. This is kind of bad. Do non-hunters listen to this stuff? Yeah, well, like, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe yours. Definitely not mine. Okay, well, screw it, man. <laughs> Tell it like it is. Um, the bear... <laughs> seemed like it was hiding behind a tree and kind of looking back at me. And so then I hid behind a tree (laughs) and I'm looking back at the bear and we're kind of like a little bit like, hey bear, hey Chris, you know, we're sort of having this back and forth and I'm like, all right, well, (laughs) how do I do this? So I went around the other side of the tree and like just the angle worked out really good. The bear couldn't see me. Yeah, so I kept pushing like further, further out that side to the right until I got a, a shot in the boiler, uh, until I was shown the boiler room and yeah, sent one down there. Nice. Bear, rat, bear, jumped up in the air, ran, got under a log and did like the classic, like, like anybody that's hunted bears has seen that they don't typically bang flop too often. No. I mean, no. it happened. I've had one bang flop. But typically, it's like they claw at the claw at the entry hole, and mm-hmm. they sort of you know wonder wonder what the burning feel is. Do you hunt bears much? Uh no, not well. I, I shouldn't say no. I I have a few bears that I have my eye on, and and I've I've arrowed bears, but uh, yeah, I I'm starting to dive into it more because Chad's a big bear hunter, right? I mean, Chad yeah. has a damn near seven foot tall black bear. Holy smokes. Yeah, dude. But yeah. Uh, he's like a big bear guy, and he but he won't shoot a bear unless it's something huge now. Um, right. And the guy always has a bunch of elk and stuff in the freezer too, so that's kind of why. But, uh, yeah, no, I get it. I get it for sure. I've, ar- I've arrowed bears, and uh, yeah, I've seen the reaction. I like hunting them. I think they're really good. Anyway, so, but I'm, so now, like, this reaction, like, uh, like people talk about, like, the um, like the death cry that a bear makes, sort of, you know, like, they moan and whine yeah. a little bit. And, yeah. Um, I had radio with my hunting partner. We had radios. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, like, as soon as the shot went off, he's, like, on the radio. He's, like, yelling out. He's, like, Chris, Chris, did you shoot? Like, what's going on? You shoot? Um, and I'm, like, yeah, dude, you better get over here. Like, you'll find me. But I'm standing next to this bear now that's sort of like doing the death moan and like yep. sort of digging at its chest under a log. And I was just like, this is like, this is insane. I don't know what to. So anyway, I ended up shooting it again and like totally yep. ending the whole thing real quick. Yep. 
But I was, yeah. I was, safe. I was scared, to, scared to even go near it. I was like, I, I don't know. I can. I, I'm one of those guys too that if the the opportunity is there for a secondary shot, I always take it. Um, yeah. <laughs> Ronnie gets mad at me a little bit, you know, like you hit it through both lungs, you don't need to shoot it again. <laughs> like yeah. That 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 mule deer that I shot this year, I mean, I I I, sh- I shot it at the base of the neck because it was like first shot was 200 yards cruised over pretty quick cuz I knew he was laying there and uh he was still doing the old waggle, so I gave him one in the back yeah. of the neck and I just I don't know. I'm, I'm a wimp. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, man, and, like, I think everybody can attest to this, is um, a bit of wasted meat is better than something getting away with a hole in it. Yep, yep, for sure. I mean, even, yeah, when they're they're down the ground, I mean, they're pretty well, it's normally all over, but, um, like, I've lost animals before, and I'd wish I'd shot again. Yeah, Yeah, me too. It's one of those lessons that you learn and come to regret, I think. I think so, yeah. So I don't know. You talk to talk to most people, and they, a lot of guys, sort of prescribe subscribe to the thought of just if you can if you can keep shooting. Um, yeah, yeah. Especially with bigger stuff. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so that was your first big game kill in Canada, and then stuff yeah. has kind of progressed rapidly since then. Now you're a two time Mountain Goat World Champion. And, uh, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you're you're tackling some pretty some pretty gnarly BC terrain and getting after some cool hunts. And I hear there's uh, there's some fly-ins on the horizon and all kinds of cool stuff. So, what uh, up to 2020? What's kind of been your your highlight trip or your highlight your highlight hunt? Oh man, they're all highlights in their own way, I guess. Like. Mm-hmm. Um, and not to be like a total, absolute 6.5 Creedmoor shooting cle- uh, cliche <laughs> here, but um, can I say that? Don't you shoot a 308 though? I don't, I, yeah, I was just saying, don't want to be the cliche. Mm. Yeah, I got, um, but I, I got, truly, I, I, I got called out bad. Um, you know, have you seen that new Instagram page? It's like hunting douche. Yes. I think. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> that is so, the best page ever. Oh, there was, there was like, there was a post on there about gear. Um, do you know who Trevor Thompson is from Black Rifle? Uh, I'm not sure. He's, he shoots a, he shoots a stick bow and a compound and he does some guiding. He's like a retired Navy SEAL, all around badass, right? Mm-hmm. Fully made fun of me for my Garmin Solar Watch. <laughs> what? I'll be having a talk with him because no, I love mine. He's, he, yeah, <laughs> he's he's coming on 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 my podcast, but it was funny. No, it was all in good fun. But but uh, apparently, I fall in that category now too. Even though I don't have the six five, so we're good. Oh yeah, no, like I <laughs> I think you might have sent me one of those hunting douche um, memes, but then I read through them and I'm like guilty, guilty, guilty. Like these. These are so good. They're so good. Yeah, you're crushing me. Even the one today. I mean, today's... Go on. You're crushing me on the level of selfies, though, so you're winning in that department. Oh, yeah. I'm. Yeah, (laughs) people don't even know what you look like. I remember, like... Because you were... You... Like, uh, this came up on my last podcast, like, the first time I ever met you. Yeah. Um, Was in the supermarket. Yeah. And but yeah. I you and I but you and I had messaged on Instagram and we were talking blacktails and stuff and that we live local. Yeah. 
yeah. then you like come up to me with your friggin' 15 year old voice and you're like, Hey, Chris, <laughs> I'm Tyler, wilderness locals. I'm like, what? I was going to look out and like the guy I think you're supposed to be. And I remember going home and I was like just scouring that Instagram. I'm like, there's not a photo of this guy on there. Like, yeah, I think yeah. I just got catfished at the supermarket. Yeah, I'm stealth. Yeah. There's a photo of me now. There's a photo of me with my 2020 bucks. So that's cool. Well, there you go. Get some more out there. Now get uh, the selfies going, man. I, no, Live the cliche. Uh, it's just not for me. It's not for me. <laughs> I have a face for you could take uh, you could take like you could you could do like um you could hold the camera low yeah. to make you look taller than you actually are. I'm not that short. I'm not I'm not like I'm not in that five foot tall Cam Haynes territory. How tall are you? I don't know, five nine. I'm not a midget. Uh, I mean anything under six is short as far okay, as you how come all of my friends in hunting are breaking six feet? Like it's not fair. I'm only just squeaking through, man. Dude, Wacy's like six three. Chad's like six feet tall. All the all the weekend dad boys are like six one plus. They're freaking giants, man. What's wrong with Sky? I I don't know. He has a, like a thirty two like, and a half inch draw. I dude, like, <laughs> like I went duck hunting with him, and like him and I walking, we're walking to get in the boat, and I'm just looking at him like far out, dude. Like, where am I going to sit in this boat? Like, <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> All of this, all these decoys, and then me and you and Daryl are going to get in this boat. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, you got some big friends. Yeah, I, I don't. Really I wouldn't post. I wouldn't post pictures with those guys either. No, it looks like I'm hanging out with my dad. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so oh shit! Would that's you like good. me to carry your your arrows, sir? Like. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, sorry, sorry. Weekend we, we, dads, it's all yeah, love. Yeah, we, we got derailed here a bit, but that's okay. <laughs> so so up to what I what I asked was uh, up to this kind of year, what's sort of been your highlight hunt? And I know you said they're all highlights, but one must stand out to you. Yeah, I mean like one of them was a hunt that kinda like went to went to piss on me. Oh, um, yeah. one that really like like cemented like a, a the way just cements a lot of things for hunting in me, like how I like to hunt. Um, and it yeah. really also, uh, introduced me to the hunting community and like how both how good and bad the hunting community can be, like how supportive yeah. and how damaging in the same token. Um, and so, yeah, that hunt was, uh, I won a, um, I won a sheep LEH. Oh, cool. Yeah. Bighorn sheep, um, LEH, uh, Rad. probably had no business like putting in for it considering i like well no that's not true i'm not gonna say that at all um anyway i'd never been to the area where the sheep the, the hunt was and i just sort of threw a dart at the dartboard and won this thing mm-hmm. i started doing some research calling around talking to my buddy chris laxton the taxidermist and like he's hunted all over bc with his dad for for forever and um he yeah. basically doesn't he, gave me all the info. he has a gang of sheep too doesn't he Chris Laxton? Yeah. I don't know what he's got. He's got he's 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 done a lot of hunting. He's probably got a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, I th- I th- I thought I had heard a story about him having a bunch of sheep. I could be wrong. Maybe it's somebody else. He came on the podcast and told a bunch of sheep stories from when he was young with his dad. Like they were cool. on some horse trips up north and um Cool, cool. Yeah. He tells a really good tells a really good story of um 
his dad. So they came up over a rise and there was two stone sheep there. They shot the first one. Um, I'm going to butcher this. I don't know. I'm not sure exactly. <laughs> when they shot the first one, the second one started to run. And uh, it, yep. it, the, the stone sheep went to jump like over a creek or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and like midair, his dad shot it out of the air. That rules. <laughs> yeah, so like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> nice. Yeah, you probably heard that on, um, I think you told that story in one of the earlier podcasts when we had him on. That's wicked. Probably the first time he came on, because the second time he came on, we did a bit of a taxidermy breakdown. We tried to anyway, we got distracted a lot. It happens. That's the nature of the beast. I'm not worried yep. about it. <laughs> yeah. So you were so, chatting um, with him about, about the area. Yeah. Yeah, so he basically he basically got me started, and then I kept poking around, poking around. Anyway, lo and behold, uh, four or five in, uh, days on the mountain, I find sheep. Cool. And um, find some sheep, find some super legal sheep. It was three quarter curl restriction on the hunt. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and me and my uh, my hunting partner, we get into two hundred yards from the the band of rams that are bedded down in the shade. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're just, I'm, I'm getting, I'm on the rifle, just prone in a great position, waiting for, um, I just wanted to be ready for anything. Um, and then my hunting partner, Ross, he was on the binoculars and I was pulling out my binoculars and we're going to start really like, uh, picking out which round we wanted to get, get behind. Um, and we're looking, we're looking straight at a ram that's looking straight back at us and we can just see the, the, the horns off the side of his head and we're thinking, man, like that's pretty serious. If he gives us the head turn, he might be um he might be a shooter. Yeah. And Ross, he's he sort of nudges me in the in the kidneys and he goes and like no stealth or nothing. We're two hundred yards from these ramps and he goes he just nudges me, he goes, How about you shoot that one? And he point and he points and it's now like I've got to adjust like forty five degrees uphill and there's a sheep there that's like well past three quarter getting to the point of like yeah like not going to say full curl but there was no reason to take a second look at this sheep it was well past and some yeah and standing there just like the most majestic pose you've ever seen nice and i'm like holy shit so i quickly swing my position around these are callies right 100 yep cool 186 yards, shoot this sheep. Um, bit of inexperience, I'd imagine. Mm-hmm. Head up off the scope. And uh, no, that's not true. That's not what happened. I lie. I've got my head straight back on the scope and I found the sheep in the scope and I all I saw was the four legs pointing up in the air. Okay. I'm like, whoa, rolled that sheep. That's pretty sweet. Then yeah. it was head off the scope. I look back to my hunting partner. Um and he's looking through the binoculars and he saw the exact same thing. We saw this sheep roll. Yeah. And we, 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 uh, big mistake, never do this again. I'll never do this again. We yeah. celebrated too early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We set, we, we sallied. We were like, holy shit, man, we got it done. <sighs> Oof. And, uh, didn't talk about it, man. Like, we knew exactly where the sheep was laying. We didn't even have to, we didn't even have to say, oh, there it is up there. We just, we both walked there. Yeah. No sheep. No sheep. Felt like I knew Not where there. this story was going. Yeah, not there at all. Um, we spent uh, the rest of that day like just gridding the area, gridding the area. Nothing, yeah. nothing, nothing. Was there a bunch of blood, hair? Nothing, dude. Oof. Nothing. Gridding the area. 
then we hiked back up. So we had, we had to go down a mountain to get to this thing. Then we hiked back up and over to where our camp was. Glassed from the top where we had originally spotted the rams. And my buddy Ross, he goes, I can see the ram dead in those rocks. Oh, no. And, and I'm like, oh, shit. So I, like, get on the spot and I'm like, oh, it doesn't really look like a ram. But, like, I wanted to believe it, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. So we ended up packing up our stuff and moving down closer to the where it all went down. Um, this is actually where I met Garrett on this hunt. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah. So um, then we spent the whole next day looking. The thing in the rocks was not a dead sheep, and we didn't find a dead sheep. Oof. Do you think you yeah, clean messed? I mean, they don't fall over out of fear. <laughs> you could have startled them. <laughs> yeah, I guess I could have. One of those fainting goats. Um, but no blood or nothing. Hey? Don't know, man. Like Nothing. So, like, I mean, the, the search goes on, but... Um, I don't know, man. Like either like, it was 186 yards, and I'd been shooting a lot in preparation for this. At yeah. Further than 200, uh, yeah, wait, well past 200 yards. I've been practicing. Yeah, I mean that's not um, a first shot. No, like, and I was prone, like off a backpack, like good shot, 30 out six. Um. So yeah, we hiked out, and this is when I sort of got introduced to the, the hunting community, like. The online hunting community, which Oof. you know has has its has its flaws, um, <laughs> but, has its flaws. But <laughs> before we get too far down that that uh, um, that lovely discussion we're about to have about about <laughs> all, all of the the internet experts, um, we have a lot of American mm-hmm. listeners on our end. Can you just quickly go over like um, sheep legality and like? That LEH with those callies, they normally broom off before they get to full curl. So that's what those that's what those three quarter LEHs are about. Yeah, yeah, that's right, three quarter. So if you look at the horn from the side, it needs to be needs to complete. It's essentially the three quarters of the circle, but there's actually a, a, a diagram and a jig. Um, it's been a while since I looked at it, but it's coming off a point of the nose to a point of the eye, mm-hmm. and then that from the eye, it needs to be ninety degrees a 90 degree down, uh, line down the cheek. And if the horn doesn't break that line, it's not a legal ram. Yeah. And so, then, so that's three quarter. And, uh, the, that, yeah, they don't get to full curl too often cause they, they broom off a lot. Yeah. And so the idea um, is they've since go on, sorry, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. I was just going to say, and so the idea of that LEH is to shoot a mature broomed off ram. That's three curl or three quarters. So like basically eight years old or older is the goal, right? They've since changed that hunt now to any ram. Yeah. Um, and not in like, oh, yeah, go in there and shoot a banana bender, but go in there and shoot a old ram that's not meeting three-quarter because there is a lot of rams in there that are older than eight years old but don't meet three-quarter because they do broom off. Yeah, and I just wanted to touch on that quickly too because I've had some of these conversations yeah, no, good call. lately with a lot of guys that are like, oh, I'm putting in for, you know, X, Y, Z, 9,000 to 1 odds to draw because it's any ram. And I just kind of wanted to just kind of put a put a pin in that with you should still be trying to shoot a, a mature mature ram if you pull that any ram tag. Yeah. It's 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 not 100%. it's not meant to shoot the young guys. Yeah, we're not talking about deer here. You don't like shoot a spiker in October. Yeah. It's not like yeah. um it's not like that. It's uh the any ram <clears throat> is a yeah, is for the 
for the older age class that doesn't meet curl restrictions. Yeah. I mean, Ronnie was telling me some of those callies and stuff that there, there's, there's rams in there that'll never get to three quarter again once they broom off. Yeah. It's wild. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I just want, I just wanted to actually, touch on that. No, no, it's good. It's actually, it leads in really good because I actually end up getting a master class from the biologist that looks after these sheep. Oh, wicked. In the story here. So, so I turn to like, uh, I get a hike out. Yep. And I just, I get on the phone, start calling anybody. Like I've got no online presence at this point. I'm yep. not, like I have no like. You're not the YouTube hunter. I have no online presence. Not a YouTube hunter. <laughs> I don't even know anybody. I know like a couple of people that hunt. Yeah. Um, so I call a couple of old timers I met and then they put me on to some people and they put me on to some people. And next thing I'm getting a call from um, Craig McLean. Oh, cool. Who's the, who's a biologist out there. And yeah, he's yeah. got a dog that he's trained up for uh for this sort of stuff. He's got a, a, a dog that he's trained in blood trailing and whatnot. And yep. I give him a call and I tell him what's happened and he goes, all right, send me a pin. I'll go check it out tomorrow. I'm like, like hell man, I'm coming with you. Like you're not going in there without me. Yeah. Um, so I hiked in there with him and his dog and we spent, uh, yeah, we spent two days on the job looking for it. Um, and I, I had him and his dog Jaeger standing exactly where that sheep stood when I shot it, um, right with the flagging tape there, like this is where the sheep was standing. And that yeah. dog didn't even bat an eyelid, nothing. But that dog went bananas a hundred yards later for a old chalky broken mule deer antler. Like mm. so, that dog, that dog, like that dog was trained. Yeah. But that dog stood on that position where that sheep stood, didn't even bat an eyelid. Wow. So. Um, I don't know what happened to the shot. It happens. Like, I mean, it happens, man. You know? Yeah, it was nuts. And then you get into the the internet expert. Uh... Oh yeah, so that's that's <laughs> that's what I did. I saw I I posted a thread on the um the hunting forum. Oh yeah, and like <clears throat> like I said, I've got no online presence. I've I have no idea. <clears throat> yeah, and I'm like, hey, I'm looking for help. I shot shot a ram. Um, really appreciate some help. Like if anyone wants to help me, yeah. and uh, immediately just like junk, junk coming in. Like I'm getting like <laughs> private messages, like the most ridiculous things. And then like everyone just like swinging their big dick. Like yeah, hey guys, yeah. You know, nobody was saying it for what it was. Mm-hmm. You know, there was like a young guy that had like that had done something. Nothing yeah. wrong, but like I was looking for help and I was looking for guidance, mm-hmm. and like I and like I I did get like some really good connections out of that, but I got a lot of shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. There, there, and then there, from go on. There's there's a weird thing in the hunting community where some of these salty old guys. I I don't know what the deal is. I I haven't quite put my thumb on it, but it's like this thing with these salty old guys where they don't want the young guys that are excited and passionate about stuff to succeed or maybe maybe it's not succeed maybe they don't want them to ever get to the point that they're at i don't get it i mean i, I i've ran into it a half dozen times through hunting and um it's just it's one of those things where as a group of hunters we all kind of need to um support each other and keep this thing going because we're not we're not the majority in society um 
and we all kind of need to be putting our best foot forward, helping each other and helping guys be successful and, and keeping new hunters hunting. Right. Right. And it's like, it's stuff like that. Like, like you get on, you know, Facebook or whatever hunting forum or whatever. And these old timers that have a bunch of sheep completely like dismiss a dude that's being honest and genuine. Like, Hey, I need some help here. What do I do? Like that doesn't help anybody. That actually hurts us because that guy's now going to have a sour taste in his mouth. And it's a good thing you're you and you didn't quit hunting because some guys were dicks to you, you know? Yeah, no. I uh, like, well, you know what? I guess there was so much positivity that came out of it as well. Well, that's good. Like, there was, there was, there was so many good dudes that, like, I was getting phone calls and, like, people were leaning into help as, as however they could. And that was like, I loved that. I loved the, I loved the positive side of the hunting community. But yeah, like the negative side of it, like that hurt. I was like, because I was already, anybody that's ever lost an animal, oh, like buddy. you feel sick for days. And so like, I'm already not sleeping because I'm thinking about this ram and I'm like, oh man, maybe I should have just looked a little bit harder. I should have looked like <laughs> behind that, ne- over that next cliff or I should have like, I don't know. And then like, I was getting like these negative comments and I'm like, what? Like, yeah, does this guy not understand? But like, that's the internet, right? I, I often think... So if, that. I often think guys like that, though, are just, I mean, maybe jealous you even had the opportunity or, or jealous that you're out there hitting it as hard as you are, you know? That's kind of the negativity that Could I've be. got from guys, right? Yeah. So I've always, uh, so basically from that point, um, <clears throat> I've tried not to be that that person on the internet. I've always tried to be an enabler if I can. Yep. Um, I mean, I'm sure you can probably find a blip on my record here and there, but I've always tried to be... <laughs> I've always tried to be a, a, an enabler. Um, you know, if someone wants some help or whatever, and like, yeah, and I'm first to admit, like, I'm not, I'm not an expert. I'm not the expert. Um, I know yeah. what I know, and I know what I know because I fucked it up so many times doing it another yeah. way. Yeah, um, for sure. So, yeah, I don't know. That was probably my most like standout hunt in BC, to be honest, dude. Yeah, and I've and I've had now I've since had the 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 honor and the privilege to revenge that hunt with our one of my best buddies so yeah Devin right that's really cool yeah that's awesome that's awesome yeah man that was a good one yeah i mean sheep are just such an iconic species and and uh they do deserve our best atten- intentions and attention um and you obviously you obviously got after it right which is good and uh i i mean i don't think i don't think there's any feeling bad and whatever i mean you you did your best to try and find it it is what it is stuff happens so i uh i guess that like i could there's a there's a second chapter to the story hit me i saw the ram oh good yeah i went back in and saw like i went back in a lot yeah and i saw and i saw the ram um so the hunt was in september i saw the ram in october good healthy as a horse good um so that was really good. Did it have a and bloody then, um, side? No, looked fine. Good. Looked fine. It came, I laughed because I'd busted my ass so hard to um to get that ram and get a shot on that ram. And then I'm there in October. It's pissing snow. It's snowing sideways. I'm in there with another buddy this time. Yep. Um, and I'm just I'm camped in this little saddle and uh hunting mule deer. Yep. And uh Again, I'm cold as hell, so I've got this giant raging bonfire going next to my tent. <laughs> like, there's snow everywhere. I'm like pulling yeah. firewood out from under the snow. To what, burn. what year was this? 
This is um, twenty seventeen. Nice. Or twenty eighteen. Or twenty twenty seventeen. Cool. Twenty no. Must have been. Nice. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Um, and then, and then, uh, so a huge fire going, I'm standing there, like, I think we're dr- drinking coffee and just talking crap, top of our lungs, 117 yards from the tent, three rams, walk past. Beauty. The My ram was in that, was one of those three rams that walked through. And I'm That's just looking awesome. at I'm like, and like, it was just insane, like sideways snow, like fire. And I'm just looking at this ram, like so majestic. And I'm like, Whoa, like am I drunk? Like, is this real? Yeah. Is this real? And then I ended up <laughs> shooting a, um, a three point mule deer on that. On that on that trip, cool, and uh, I got it mounted as uh, as my ram. Yeah, cool. <laughs> not 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 as my ram, but like as <laughs> a memory for like that whole hunt and that whole experience. Yeah, it's meaningful. Um, that country and that yeah. is tough too, so it, yeah. it feels good. Um, that's awesome, man, and and that's a cool experience. And hopefully, you draw one of those California tags again, or hopefully, you get you get back into some of that California country and maybe killing over the counter ram or something at some point soon. Yeah. Kinda, that'd kinda be nice. the ulti- that'd kind be of nice. the ultimate redemption, even though you got closure on that one, seeing that one alive. Right. That was like best case scenario, man. Oh dude. Just seeing dude. it alive at that, that point. I, I, we covered it on the podcast with, um, my buddy Hart. Um, that bull, that big bull that I had been chasing all of 2018, yeah. I think it was. Um, showed up on camera the following March. I don't know if I ever told you that. That's it. Yeah, dude, I could. You did. I could sleep. I you could did. sleep. And again. like miles away though, right? Yeah, yeah, like like ten miles away. Yeah, like ten k. Yeah, that's sweet. No, it was rad. It was rad. That's that's super yeah. good. Yeah. So it that just sucks, man. Not getting like pulling the trigger and then not having a backpack full of meat yeah. immediately <laughs> afterwards. That just sucks. Oh, it's it's such an emotional roller coaster. I mean, it's like. Uh, the the tricks your mind plays on you too because as a hunter when you squeeze the trigger it's normally success not regret and yeah and and when you're dealing with that that feeling in the pit of your gut when you know you fucked up oh I might beep that when when oh is that your first f bomb yeah 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 on don't beep I don't it. know let it let well, it go. Is, I mean maybe I'll leave it on yours and cut it on mine. <laughs> Well, I've been swearing a little bit. That's okay. I'm just kidding. Uh, no, but that that feeling that feeling <laughs> in in the pit of your gut, and and you know you you kind of something went wrong, and it might not be your fault or not, but you don't know, and you you're running through those scenarios for months and months and months, and yeah. you're trying to talk to your spouse about it, and she's tired of hearing about your stupid elk or your stupid sheep, and it's like, oh, it just means so much to you as the hunter, right? Yeah, my wife gets it now because she called me after that sheep. Yeah. As I was driving home, she, she's like, and she, she kind of said like, "Well, why didn't you get one?" And I can't, and I was like, oh, "And like, I'm a dude that does not show emotion." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, very little, yeah. especially to like, this is so unhealthy, especially to my <laughs> wife. Like, no emotion, right? Yeah. And I kind of said, "I'm like, hey, I don't want to talk about it, but if we do, don't make comments like that to me." Yeah. And, and she was like, "Oh, well, this must mean something." This must mean something to him, yeah. Um, and yeah, now now I never really get. If like <laughs> my buddy Garrett, he always he always jokes when he goes hunting. If he doesn't come home with something, his wife's gonna skin him. Yeah, but if I don't come home with anything, like 
I don't, I don't even get a sideways glance. It's it's great. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. That's that's yeah. okay. So let's uh, yeah. let's fast forward to current. Um, you had a crazy season last season. Speaking of Garrett, you guys went and got a got a double on a set of goats, which was wicked. And uh, you did some you did some chasing of the elk in my neck of the woods, which was cool to to do Very some. Uh, I dabbled. To do some to do some help by proxy, that was fun. Yeah, I like. Yeah. I like. Um, I liked the phone call after though. Why do you do this? <laughs> it sucks, dude. Like, um, I like the elk hunting there where I where where I was anyway yeah. is um like blacktail hunting, but a little bit worse. Yeah. Yeah. Um. It's worse in the fact that, well, I mean, you're you're getting into them and you're seeing them, but for me, and like, don't nobody take this as anything more than this. Like, I, what I I dedicated to like two weeks to yeah. it, and like in that two weeks, I probably hunted four days. So like, don't nobody get their knickers in not here. Like, I not an elk elk hunter by any means, but I was just so blown away that these that a herd of horses can disappear <laughs> and reappear and like. Like, there's fresh snow on the ground. What do you mean I can't find an elk? Like, this is insane. Yeah. And then, yeah. I don't know, but, like, definitely I'm in- interested in getting after that a bit more. Yeah, it'd be fun. I'd love, to, I'd love to go there with you, too. That would be, that could be our first, our first hunt we do together. Yeah, well, spring bear's coming up. If we're not hunting spring bear together, there's something. Yeah, like that's that. true. I mean, I think we're talking about hitting the same places, too, so. For spring bear, yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah. There's only so there's only so many good spots. Um, yeah, for, yeah. for sure. So we'll get on, we'll get on, get on, get on the spring bear, and then you're gonna take me into elk honey hole. Yeah, I, I mean, that, I mean that that bull that you shot and didn't kill, I'm gonna shoot. Well, he's kill. not there anymore. I know where he is now. He's he's kind of. I mean, yeah. who knows? Over winter, he might have got back with his old ladies, but he seemed to pick up some new girls over winter there. Um. But, oh, lucky guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know if I would go back there if there's some dude shooting at me. There's dudes all over the place shooting at everybody out yeah, there. Yeah, that's true. At everything, not everybody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. Um, so I also need to pick your brain pretty quick here too about about. I mean, you're the you're the mountain goat guy now, right? Oh, I'm not the mountain goat guy. I'm. Um, no, I'm just the guy that's too dumb to not turn around when it gets a little steep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> there's 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 mountain goat guys, and then there's then there's other people, and then there's me. Yeah, I'm not that dude. I'm not the uh, the get into the steep stuff and keep going. I'm the guy that probably walks around the base of the mountain and approaches from the other side, guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm not that guy. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Um, which is funny because like Devin's definitely the. Whenever I hunt with Devin, Devin's definitely plays it safe and like voice of reason. And yeah. I'm kind of like, actually Taylor Taylor Woodcock, he's a funny one too. Like, good example. We were um, we were hunting bears, and uh, there's two bears sort of <clears throat> in a bowl a couple of kilometers away. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and Taylor's Taylor's just like me. He's great. He's like, yeah, let's go. Like, we're not here to lick stamps. Like, let's get after it. Yeah. Um. And I'm just like, I'm going to just, from where I'm standing, I'm going to slide on my bum down the snow and then climb up the mountain on the other side and get the bears. 
and I start to do this. <laughs> and he goes, whoa, what are you, what are you doing? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm going to, sl- and it was steep snow. And I said, I'm going to slide from this tree to that tree. And then from that tree to the next tree, I'm going to slide all the way down. Then I'm going to climb up the other side and shoot the bear. And he's just looking at me like, hey, buddy, um, you ever heard of an avalanche? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, good point. So we ended up going the long way around. Yeah. But. Yeah. It, it's always good to have that guy in the group. I mean, uh, my hunting partner, Chad, is not that dude. He's the, okay, let's do it. <laughs> like, okay. yeah, yeah. I like him already. Oh, he, he's, he's the best. He's, he's, he's a lot of fun when we're hunting, but uh, he's definitely not the one keeping us safe when we're in the bush. So you boys are going, um, I think this is where you're going, you guys are going archery, mountain goat hunting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah. Wacey is my, is my um, Alberta, Alberta guy, and he's my kind of, uh, we do all these, the traditional archery episodes on, on my podcast uh, um, yeah. together, but he's a recurve-only archer. He very rarely breaks out a gun. I think, I mean, since I known him, I think he's only killed a bear with a thirty thirty, and just because he happened to have it with him and not a bow. Um, but wow. the guy stacks him up with a recurve. Um, so I'm hosting him out here, and we're doing an archery mountain goat hunt. And uh, I do not have big enough balls to take my recurve mountain goat hunting, so I will have a compound. So if we get to, I don't know, 60 yards or something and we can't get closer to get that 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 feathered arrow into a goat i'll be shooting instead so i don't know i think i, I think i have i mean it, it, it's done all the time people do it and i think you can do it yeah um the my goat that i shot this year uh i've thought about it a lot since uh so that shot i took was somewhere in the neighborhood of 380 yeah that's further than my bow will shoot i think i shot yeah yeah, it definitely was. But that was, <laughs> we planned for that. Um, like the approach we took, we knew that, okay, we're going to run out of cover probably around 400 yards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'd been, I'd, I was practiced out to six. I was feeling pretty good. Yeah. Um, we knew we'd run out of cover. Mm-hmm. But now looking at the, looking back at the whole thing and like where the goat was and now that I have a better understanding of the terrain, just because I was up there so, for so long after shooting the goat, um, if you wanted to put like a few extra kilometers on, I could have shot that with a bow. I believe, I truly believe I could have. Um, yeah. A, a lot of the guys that I've talked to about it are like, it's not so much, um, that final stock as it is doing, putting in the legwork to get behind him and then come, come up from above. I mean, that's what, that's yeah. what Snyder was saying to us too. He's like, just get above him and drop in and, uh, the 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 distance will become whatever that cliff is that's above them that'll be your your yeah. final your final distance because you're not going to drop down it right yeah so this one was in a gravy like this one was in a gravy spot it was in the rocks <laughs> at the top of a mountain and i could have come yeah would have just got on sort of the other side of the ridge and just scurried on down but um, super mellow coming from I, the guy I, that dislocated his shoulder getting out of there <laughs> Well, I mean, that was a, that's a minor detail. That's uh, we'll look out for that. Like, what undid me on that was uh, the the little pebble rocks yeah, yeah, yeah. on the compressed, like the hardened ground it's underneath. It's like walking on marbles. That stuff, dude. It literally it was marbles. It was ball bearings. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, that was a doozy. Like, that still gives me grief to this day. I was doing something with the kids saying, I was like, man, I really probably shouldn't have done that. Yeah, I've had my left shoulder fixed twice, so I, I don't, I don't want to really? do that again. Yeah. What's fixed? Yeah. What does that mean? Just surgery. What did you get done? I don't know. They put it back yeah. together for me twice. I don't so. want. Yeah. I don't want surgery. Yeah, no, that's um, not good. So I'm just going to be a little bit, I mean, I'm getting older. i got to just be a little bit smarter, a little bit better. Are you like 23 or something? Just turned thirty-one. There you go. Somebody, can you? Somebody asked me if I was fifty the other what? day. They were trolling you. I'm not even. That was kid. a troll. No, no. It was an older dude. Like, wouldn't even know what trolling is. It hit him in the face. <laughs> well, I th- which I wanted to I do. I think he would have called it something else. But he was messing with you. There's no way anybody thinks you're fifty. People always think I'm like twenty-five, and then I'm like, I'm dude. I'm bald, and I have three kids. I'm not twenty-five. Well, you do. You got a nice baby face, though. Thank you. Thanks. My skin's a bit leathered, like uh, <laughs> look like a look like a damn crocodile. The Australian <laughs> sun wasn't good to me. So, speaking of that goat hunt you did with Garrett, Garrett's a wild man. Uh, I want to sit down and chat with that dude. <laughs> Garrett is like next level. Um, not like I don't know how to explain. It's like I guess like the best way and like. Don't take this the wrong way, Garrett. Like, ignorance is bliss a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's great. It's great. And it's, like, horrendous all, all in the same thing. Because you're, like, <laughs> you, you, you're, like, you're kind of, like, what? Like, can we actually pull this off? Like, I don't know if, you know. But then, like, Garrett's just, like, so confident. He's, like, yeah, not think, hasn't thought about, like, Whatever. Well, so m- um, most people on your know. hunt, they get the they get the flat tire on the way to the hunt, and that's like that derail that oh, derails yeah. the hunt because you guys are on a type timeline, right? Most people aren't bringing the yep. boat into the hotel after you kill two goats on the first day or second day, I guess. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, so <laughs> like, like if anyone, I mean, sure, surely people on my podcast will have heard this, yeah. but your podcast they probably haven't. We um. We had quite the drive, and we drove through the night, um, and we lost we we lost a tire on the bow trailer, um, and God knows when we lost it, <laughs> but when we discovered, when we actually discovered that it was gone, uh, we only discovered it because the boat was about to fall off the trailer. It was sideways <laughs> on the trailer, so we pulled over and went back there. We restrapped restrapped. <coughs> Tyler's taken no, selfies. No, it wasn't, I thought it he wasn't, wasn't a selfie, selfie man. It was a photo. <laughs> uh, went back there to restrap the boat on. And we're getting back in the car and then I've just sort of looked at the wheel and it's just there's no there's no tire, it's just a battered rim. And uh But we're only at this point we're like five K from where we we're gonna launch the boat anyway, so it was kind of like screw yep. it. Like, let's go hunting. Um, we deal with it afterwards and like it was definitely playing on my mind. I was thinking yeah. like, how are we gonna fix this on the other end? Yeah. But basically yeah, on the other end it wasn't too bad. We uh we left the trailer with no wheel on it. <laughs> we, we 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 left the trailer but we loaded up the boat. Nice. What did you guys have for and a boat? Just like boat. a little car topper or something? Yeah. Yeah, like little twelve footer thing. Not even yeah, probably not even maybe 14 foot sort of cool. thing. Um, tiny thing with little seven or nine horse on it on the nice back. Hat. I don't know. Not much. Not much. Um, it was slightly bigger than Daryl's duck boat that me, Daryl and Sky were riding. Oh, yeah. Um, 
then we uh oh i just got an update that my most recent podcast has launched that's interesting <laughs> nice is pod being on the same time zone as us <laughs> uh, well or, or did you mean to release it at 9, 9 p.m on valentine's day <laughs> uh no <laughs> I'm going to have to uh, check that out. But yeah, so we, we bring this boat back to like the nearest city um, and we go start looking for wheels. But then we know we've got to go, we want to go back out. That's right. We had to go back and get the trailer because yeah, yeah, yeah. we couldn't get a wheel. So we thought, let's go get the trailer. But we can't have the boat in the back of the truck. So I asked the hotel staff, I said, can we just like leave the boat in the parking lot? And they're like, of course you can. And then she comes out and sees that it's like this boat that I can lift by myself. And she's like, that will be gone in <laughs> one minute. Bring it in the hotel. And they let us bring the boat and all our gear into the dining room of the hotel because the dining room was closed for COVID. So we've like got like this tin boat laying in their dining room and off we go back to the lake. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, dude, it was a lot of fun. And then when we finally get wheels, they oh. don't even fit. So we're in the, we're in the hotel parking lot um and we're bending parts of the trailer we're smashing off the fenders with a piece of wood <laughs> just absolutely butchering this thing to get them on because everyone was just sick of it at that point and garrett's kind of like garrett's kind of like maybe we'll what are these what's he thinking he's like maybe we'll get different wheels and we're all just like we want to go home dude yeah so we're like smashing the fenders off and i should pay him for those fenders actually because i never did that yeah. Yeah, that'd be a good thing. And I don't think I ever paid Nick for the hotel. Sorry, Nick. <laughs> Fair enough. So, yeah. But that Savage Garrett wants to go back in there in November looking yeah. for deer. Yeah. I don't know. Is it winter range or no? Um, I've never seen that much deer sign. Yeah. But they weren't there while you were life. there. They were there, but not, we weren't seeing the numbers to warrant the sign. Yeah. And that was, like, I was seeing so much sign. So I think that they could possibly, there could have been winter range down in the, in the timber. Yeah. I mean, you, you, it's tough to know unless you're there, right? Where you have one of those fancy maps, right? Yeah. But, um, uh, <laughs> man. Okay, so... It's, uh, we're, what, what month are we in? We're in February, so we're rolling into bear season here next, which everybody knows you're going to kill a big cranker bear. You're going to teach me. Oh, I don't know about the big cranker. <laughs> I, 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 I kill yummy Perfect. bears, okay. not big you're gonna, bears. You're going to take me to your honey hole, yeah. and I'm going to kill a big cranker bear. And then, more importantly, yeah. in the fall, what are, what are the big, I, I mean, I know we're early, and, and we don't know LEH or anything like that yet, but what's the big, what are the big, the big headers this year? What's happening? Well, we know the LEH that counts, um, and I didn't get the early sheep yeah. draw. So that means... So you're not we hunting were, doll um, sheep this year. We, we had some... Not hunting doll sheep, but we we are hunting cool. zones. Um, yeah, so planes booked for... Uh, you and Devin are going, right? I have to double check. Um, yeah, so Devin and myself and his buddy Brady... Cool. Um, and so we're, we're Brady and Devon packed out that sheep that Devon killed yeah, okay. uh, two years cool. ago. Um, and I, I, I sort of weaseled myself into an invite here. I actually didn't even 
get the invites. I would have invited myself. Um, Devin was on the podcast talking about how he wanted to go stone sheep hunting, and then he sort of sat across the table from me and said, um, <laughs> "You're like, sounds great. When do we leave?" Effective. This isn't. <laughs> no, he said to me, he got he goes, "This isn't the right time for you to go stone sheep hunting, is it, Chris?" And he sort of he challenged me as if like, "Yeah, we're gonna go, and like maybe you'll yeah. go next time." And then uh, so. I, and then like not like not like saying I couldn't come, but he was saying like it's probably not the right time for you. And I so I I called him back like a week later. I said I'm in. I am coming on that hunt. And yeah, so I'm going. Cool. So you're hunt. first up to shoot, and uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm coming. Not only am I coming, I'm first. and I'm filming. Can you hold? Actually, you carry no, this a, tripod. It's really a, a, yeah. It's a cool dynamic. I think. Um, I mean, I'm saying this now. We're all saying this now because yeah. it's early, and like we'll get. I'll have the boys on the podcast, and we'll talk yeah, yeah. about this more. But we're all of the mindset of um, we just want to be there when someone else, or when some when when we just want to be there when a stone ram. Yeah, is that's shot. awesome. And I don't care if it's me. I don't care if it's Devin. I don't care if it's Brady. Like, like we're all tight. Uh, we all love hunting together. Um, and like. I'd be happy for any of those guys to do it and they'd be happy for me to do it. Um, I know that's easy to say now, like when we're probably, when we're staring down the barrel at one, we'll be punching each you, other. In you the definitely gun, have the longest gate, so you'll be able to outrun them. So you'll be shooting. No, that grade <laughs> is pretty big. Yeah, actually, Devin's tall. They're all taller than me. They're all taller than me. But I got a bit of body weight, so like if it comes to it like a fight, yeah, like I'm gonna, I'm Perfect. coming out swinging. Perfect, and we cover it. <laughs> but yeah, and no, I'm hoping, it, to, it, I'm hoping to take a, bit, a couple awesome. of cameras. Yeah, that'll be cool. Cool, man. So, tw- so twenty twenty one, I can expect to see uh, some stone sheep hunting out of here, and hopefully we see some elk hunting. And uh, yeah, you guys have some black tails to take care of that you've said far too much about, and I call and give you give you shit about it all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those blacktail, they're trouble. They're giving yeah. me trouble. Um, we uh, this year, I'm ga- definitely gonna. I'm gonna turn it on. Yeah, early. do it. They always sort of wait for the blacktails until it's sort of too late. I like I sort of I pick up I, I check trail camera and then it's like whoa they're here every yeah. day twice a day. I better start hunting, but the dates always line up. So I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start punching yeah. it harder before that. PK Maybe activity. move up the mountain and come down with them. Yeah, yeah that'd be nice. Cool, man. Well, nice. we're we're over an hour here, and uh, that that yeah, was man. super fun. I love it. I, I, yeah, you totally. That was totally the the wilderness no, that locals was format. You didn't. You haven't explained my behind format the locals to me yet. with Tyler Prin. Behind the locals. <laughs> That suits you, man. If we do go through with the marriage thing, you're gonna. Can take I say my name, good day, right? mate? Every time I answer the phone, then. Good day, mate. <laughs> yeah, you can. Well, I mean, you already. Crikey. You already do. Is that no wait? Crikey, yeah. Uh, in I think in 2008, I, I was in London with my wife, and we had this running joke where we thought British people sounded Australian because everyone in like Whistler and Vancouver is Australian for some reason. So we would just pretend yeah. we were Australian yeah. the entire trip. So that was cool. Blimey. Crikey. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Hey, mate. Uh, so Eric, the yeah. the Scotsman, he um he hates it when you call him English. He oh, doesn't like that at all. So he's uh, so, <laughs> yeah, get him on there. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's, he's Scottish. He's from the UK. Nice British man there. Cool. <laughs> yeah. All right, dude. Well, hey. Um, yeah, an hour. An hour is good for me because I. Uh, I get cold down in this office. Yeah, so. well, you know let's, what? Uh, I want to touch up. on your office because your podcast is called Behind the Glass. Oh, yeah. And there's a sheet sure. of glass that says Behind the Glass, and you're behind the glass. It's like Chris behind glass. Yeah, dude. It's a lot. Yeah, behind <laughs> the glass. Yeah, well, I mean, behind the glass has like the the triple meaning. I've got a glass there door you go. in my office. That's what I mean. And then like binoc- binoculars and then uh, the, yeah. the cameras. <laughs> So right. behind glass I like it right on man yeah it was funny man I like I picked that podcast name without actually checking if there was other podcasts of that and name and there is uh, turns out there's like a shitload like a shitload I know. so then I had to tack hunting on the end which is kind of tacky but it's there and people like it I find myself sometimes uh, listening to the other one the, the other, other behind the glass like sometimes I'll like What's I'll be about? like I'll mess everybody up here sometimes I'm like hey Siri play behind the glass and uh, yeah, that's what happens. Behind the glass, <laughs> Elliot Burgess. Oh, oh no, don't, don't. That's trademarked. So yeah, that's that's what happens, and it's yeah, it's by some other dude. What is it? I know there's one about. <laughs> I think cars. that's the car one. I know there's one about if, hockey. If you do this, if you do the, yeah. the, I'm not gonna do it again because my phone's going crazy. But if you do that, it's the one about cars, yeah. and I'm like halfway to Vancouver learning about Ferraris. I'm like, this isn't Chris. Like, where am I? <laughs> yeah, I like that you halfway through it too. You're like, huh? This is I didn't Chris know you podcast. were so into cars, bro. <laughs> I am not into. Okay, cars. people are gonna be getting tired. Smashing cars up. <laughs> people are gonna be getting tired of us yeah. here. Thanks, brother. That was awesome. Yeah. All right, mate. Bye. Cheers.